We're live, man. <laughs> Love it. Here you go. Here, this is it, the Ooh. intro music, man. I like it. Yeah. We're probably going to have some uh, streaming rights problems, but why not? <laughs> M's like... <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. It's Randy Men, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pick Rep. Today, I have very great guests. I have Dan from Combat Flags, Benjamin, the, the awesome mountain climber extraordinaire, and we'll get to them in a minute. But right now, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host, Amelia Piccolo. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what you reading tonight, hon? Uh, she's reading Max's story. So Amelia isn't mic'd up uh, in her ear, so she really doesn't know what we're talking about half the time. So if we do say anything that's off book, uh, everybody, don't be blind. Earmuffs, babe. Earmuffs. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for, uh, thanks for following me. If you can, after the end of this episode, please subscribe to my YouTube, my Facebook, my Insta, my Twitter, anywhere this is streaming for you tonight. I believe Dan is streaming live. Yep, I'm up Maybe. on Instagram right now. Yeah, so everybody at Dr. Jason Piccolo and Jason Piccolo everywhere. Gentlemen, where are we going to start tonight, man? This is unprecedented time. So, uh, man, Ben, let's go with you, man. So uh, let's give a quick quick uh, 30 seconds, 60 second, two minute backstory on who you are. So Benjamin Breckheimer, I served in the Army for 11 years. Uh, the first five, I was in the medical field. Uh, the last six, I was in the combat arms MOS. Um, very first IED I hit took me out of the fight, and since I got medically retired, I really started losing myself. Uh, you know, I was planning on staying in the military for life, um, but as you know, plans change, and um, I just decided to try and challenge myself by getting into climbing big mountains, and to date, I've completed six of the infamous seven summits, which are the tallest mountain on each of the continents, and I have one more left, and that's Denali in Alaska. And we'll get to that in a little while. And uh, Dan, let's talk about you, man. I've been trying to get Dan on a show for like, I don't know, ever <laughs> since I started. Probably I tried to get him on, you know, we've all been friends for a while now, but I tried to get Dan back on like when a protector started last February. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's hear about you, brother. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, everybody. My name is Dan Barry. I am a six year army vet myself. Um, six years active duty. My job, my MLS was within psychological operations. Um, in that I deployed twice <clears throat> to the Southern Philippines in support of Operation Enduring Freedom. Both times I was attached to Special Forces ODA and we were doing counterinsurgency work down there. I got out of the Army in 2009 now. It's been a long time. And at that point, I thought I was doing the right thing. You know, like, got out, went to college, got married, got one job, got a corporate job, and I thought I was on the path. But I was really missing that connection a little bit like then to my roots and really doing things that I cared about. So one day the idea for Combat Flags hit me. And at that time and today, Combat Flags is still devoted to these guys, which is the original Combat Flag. It's a four by six inch American flag we make out of duty warrant fatigues. So guys like Jason and Ben send in their uniforms. I do what I do, turn them into flags, um, and then I offer them on my website. Each flag comes with a short story card about the person who wore the material used to make the flag. And I make a 50% donation to a nonprofit called Stop Soldier Suicide. And in doing this just under four years, I've managed to donate just over $70,000 to them. 
man. Oh, well we caught you, man. We caught you having a drink there, man. And the reason I have both of you guys at the same time is because you're both really good friends. Yes. And I can't remember who introduced who to who first, but I think it was Dan introduced me to Ben. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. yeah we, uh, so Ben, he can probably go into more of his background, but Ben um, in a former life was a scrub tech. Right? Scrub tech, yeah. Absolutely. My, yep. my wife, uh, Jen, is an orthopedic trauma nurse, and they worked together here in Charlotte. And she was like, oh, you're a veteran. My husband's a veteran. You guys are going to have to get along. Ben, ever Turns since it's been love at first sight. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, my work wife, my combat flag wife, he's everything. Uh, that's awesome, man. That's right. I got to give a huge shout out to my sister right now. She's watching. Amy, love you. Hope you're doing well. Hope family's well. Well, all your family members are out there right now, if they are logged into one of my streams, um, they could post comments on the side. So if anybody's out there right now and you have any questions or you have any comments, feel free to post them. I could see them. We could we could put them up and we could uh Yeah, I got we can go from chat there. Bar down here. Yeah, there we go. Plug in right now. I did there I noticed go. uh I noticed the uh last time we did this, someone was typing in. Oh, there. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're doing private chat. Hey, we'll, we'll save that for later on, brother. Oh, okay. We'll save that for later on. <laughs> so, guys, so this this uh, this virus thing has gotten us a little, all of us off of our off of our six. We're kind of all over the place right now. Um, ben, you had some difficult news this week. Um, yeah. One of your missions in life was to, to to climb some of the highest peaks, and that's kind of you've been doing it. And why don't you tell us about what happened this week? Yeah, so literally yesterday or Friday night, I found out, and I kind of was expecting it because, um, excuse me, the uh, Everest season was canceled, and I figured it was only a matter of time before uh, other national parks and uh, mountaineers uh, get booted off the climbing permits, so they decided to suspend um, all climbing permits for uh, Mount Denali this year, and uh you know, history will have to wait another year. So hopefully next year, this time, or well, later in May next year, um, I will be the first combat wounded veteran to climb the seven summits. So basically you will be doing this next year. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> exactly. And you know, let's talk about that real quick. Em, you had a question about, about climbing? Um, oh, how many mountains have you climbed? That's a very good question. So to date, I've climbed 10 mountains and I've summited seven of them. Eight, seven, seven, seven of the 10. <laughs> and uh, I, it's not my strong suit. I admit. <laughs> um, and each mountain is uh, very different. Each has their own little challenge. Um, you know, Everest is the tallest mountain in the world, and you're at an altitude where planes fly, so that's a challenge in its own because there's a lack of air or oxygen, rather. And then um, Karsten's Pyramid in, Indo in Indonesia is pretty much a rock face, so it's a little more difficult when you have a fused ankle. Uh, and you had a question about Everest? What was it? It was like, what was it like to be on top of Everest? Um, what was it like to be on Everest? You know what? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably one of the coolest feelings I've ever experienced in my life because 
for 30 minutes, I was the tallest person in the world. You know, at 29,035 feet, I was the tallest human outside of a plane for a half hour. And nobody can take that away from me. So it's something I hold close to my heart. I don't like to humble brag, but, you know, I'm the third combat wounded veteran to achieve the feat. And um, it's, uh, it, was, it was worth the two months on the mountain to be able to experience that. <laughs> So, man, that's <laughs> every time I hear your stories, man, I'm like Mount Everest because, you know, growing up, man, I'm like I'm 47 now. So like Mount Everest is like it's like the, you know, the epitome. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's uh, incredible. it's and you know what? It's it took me two times to reach the summit. So it's something I've gotten accustomed to in my life, you know, feeling like you failed, but you just. Well, you had an avalanche. Back. Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You just uh, pick yourself up. What's that? Up oh, there we go. Hi guys, it's Benji's <laughs> favorite sister. There we go. She's in. Here we go. Now the embarrassment's on the start. <laughs> so everybody, Amy's uh, Ben's sister. There we go. His favorite sister. Yeah, I'll let her get away with this. It's fine. <laughs> Dan, let's talk about you, man. This is this is a different time because um, you have a young child. Um, yeah. You're working now. You're doing a lot of. You're kind of in the quarantine world. Um, I know what it's like to have a young child out there. Um, let's talk about how how are you coping with this? So person, personally, I'm a fan of what's going on. Not the virus, but just the, the, the isolation and the stay at home. I work um, outside of combat flags. I work, work a full-time corporate gig. It's a global industrial manufacturing company. And the work schedule, the pace has been unreal for the last year. And we just wrapped up a huge project a couple of weeks before all this hit. So I'm, I'm glad to be able to work from home. It's nice to be able to focus a little bit and to get to spend more time with my wife and my, my son, who's two, by the way. So he's at a, at a good age that he doesn't really know what's going on. It's just another day for him with dad home. So we're, I'm, I'm trying to soak up as much of it as I can and just play, play in between calls with him, um, take him outside, cook lunch with him, eat my meals with him, and just hang out and just be present again. Because I haven't been for the past 10 months, um, and combat flags also took a slight hit. So it's also good just to be able to like get the creative energy flowing and just rest up and focus on my family a bit. So it's an unfortunate time, but I'm trying to capitalize on the opportunity that's been given to us. That even as, as horrible as the situation is, we've got a good opportunity and we really need to try and take advantage of it. That's very true. So that brings us up to the opportunity right now. What do you, you know, I, I posed this question when this all first started about kind of keeping a mental focus about keeping your own mental health straight and, you know, being at home, being within close confines of your family for an extended period of time can be stressful. You know, me, I'm, I'm doing this podcast. That's kind of one of my, my ways to get away. I do my cheesy little videos. I, I spend time with my daughter and son mm -hmm. and uh, just really try to get, get back this time that you kind of seem lost. And I, I, I really ask everybody to kind of look at that situation, but not everybody's in that situation. So what are you guys doing or what do you suggest other people do to, to keep their mental health up? Uh, so, you know, I, uh, when we rolled up uh, from getting out of town, I've never seen so many of my neighbors outside before. <laughs> so there's a lot of people cleaning out their garage and mowing the lawn. Um, honestly, the key is to just keep yourself busy. I know it's a very cliche thing to say, but 
if there's stuff to get done around the house, projects you've been putting off, uh, go ahead and knock them out. Now you have the time. Uh, so there's really no excuse. And, uh, you know, that's for me too. I'm trying to write a book and I just keep putting it off. So now's the perfect time for me to buckle down on that and get it done. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that book thing in a minute here, but Dan, you too, we're going to talk about your book here in a minute. So Dan, let's, yeah. let's hear what you got. What, what do you suggest people to do from your, uh, from your so I look at it from a slightly different perspective. I mean, I'm an introvert at heart. So I, like I said, like I'm enjoying this so, uh, probably a little bit too much, but um, part of my mission through combat flags is just to, to be a, a strong advocate for vets who are going through difficult times, whether they've got suicidal tendencies or they're just feeling isolated or whatever. So what I've been trying to preach from combat flags from that platform for the past week is just to remember to reach out to your buddies and stay connected. Even though we're, we may be isolated within the confines of our homes, you still have technology like this where you can get on online on FaceTime on Facebook chat live, whatever I Facebook live been like four times a day <laughs> and just check in and just be present and just make sure that you're remaining a good friend and you're being a good human being and just making sure that, like I said, you're present to your buddies and your family members. They're not alone. You're not alone. We're just separated by drywall and studs at this point. No, <laughs> that's, that's a good true. way to put it. Separated by, by walls, but we still got, you know, thank God we do have communication right now and everything's good with that. Um, one thing I do want to talk is about is combat flags, you know, and well, you know what, first let's, let's talk about books and we're only going to put this out there for 60 seconds. Both of you guys have really great stories. And uh, I think if you do have the time, just write a hundred to 400 words a day and uh, you'll be happy at the end of all this that you actually did it. And I'm saying a hundred to 400 words for you guys, because um, you're starting out in the writing world. Uh, so you don't want to get the burnout, but after you get into a rhythm, mm -hmm. let's, let's pump up those numbers, man. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> so yeah. let's look at yeah. 400,000 after. So yeah. mind map, Right. So Dan, let's get back to combat flags here. And I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to show everybody what I got going on in my office here. So if you look behind me, I got, uh, I don't get used to this. I get, these are combat flags. <laughs> One's probably going to fall on M here in a second, but she'll be okay. And then I have the thin blue line one. I got the army one. And if you look on the other side, Dan actually made that out of my last uniform I wore in Iraq back in uh, 06. So I absolutely love flags. You can see it in my office. And the reason I really got back into the whole flag situation was because of, of Dan. I, I really dig the flags and I started ordering. Then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, all these other veteran companies, all the others, all these other supporting companies have. Them. So, yeah, man, um, we were talking a little bit before the show and you said, if there are any veterans out there, um, you know, that have been guests on my show, to give you a heads up and you could maybe work with them to get their uniform out there. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just send them a flag to check out. Obviously yeah. I'm still trying to get the word out. The more I can spread the word about combat flags and stop soldier suicide, the more it will benefit stop soldier suicide. So if we've got influential vets out there who are willing to check out a flag, I would love to get in contact with them and send them like a truly unique piece of history. Like I say, it's a, it's a tangible, tangible piece of freedom. You can hold it. Mm -hmm. And then it also helps make service real and relatable for the average citizen of the United States because you're able to see that Dakota wore this this material during his six year his eight years in the army. 
Yeah. Well, the cool thing too is like to do something good along the way. The cool thing is I have um, when you send me the the flags, I have them now for my kids. So, you know, eventually when I you know go off to do better things and <laughs> you know my kids or my grandkids or something like that I could have yeah. my uh, have the flag uniform. Yeah. If you could have any, give me one from every. Not every branch, but give me three vets that you uh, you're trying to get a hold of right now. Oh man, I'm trying to get a hold of like all the big names. Uh, probably Tim Kennedy from the Army would be the big one right now. Um, Nick, I can never say his last name. Kamu, he's got the uh, Greek with the like luscious hair. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he uh, <laughs> climbed uh, Mount Rainier with one of my buddies, Dennis Bravo. Yeah. Oh Marine. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Marine Nick Nick. We'll we'll put you in below. Yeah. Last name. Jack uh, Carr, bro. Would you get Jack Carr? I would love to get Jack Carr. Jack Carr or Jack, if you're watching or listening. Um yeah. Yep. Uh maybe probably Jocko, man. I'm a huge Jocko fan. If I could get a set of Jocko Tamies, I'd probably like die and go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. Actually, the ones that I came, the one set of uniforms that I have from the Air Force that I would want, I already have. They're from my grandfather. They're his. He was a, a bomber pilot, World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. Oh, this uh, is cool. I've got his uniforms. I just can't bring myself to cut them up. He's ninety eight right now. He's still going strong, but like those, I can't bring myself to do it. So they're hanging very straightly in my closet. And <laughs> he said, Dan saw Eddie Penny poster flags the other day. Yeah, man. Eddie, I didn't get Eddie on the show, man. Eddie, if you're, if you're watching, listening, or if you see this later on, you got to come on brother. Yeah. Eddie. So I've, I've got a habit with combat flags and just like reaching out to people, just kind of give them like I did. I think I did this with you, Jason, at one point too, just a real short, like blurb on what combat flags is. And then I just yeah. asked him if they'd be willing to check, check one out. And Eddie got back like instantaneously. So I sent him out a Marine Corps flag a couple weeks ago. Well, Ben, let's talk about you, brother. Besides that hot tub, (laughs) if the VA is out there right now, Ben needs a hot tub for his rehabilitation. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I do need one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? I was just thinking. I was looking at my arm. It's it's time for some homemade tattoos, guys. Uh, So everybody get out your ink. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> show you show you what not to do <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah man this is fun tonight man i appreciate you guys coming on um em has got one more question for you guys all ears okay hold on a second and this does it nothing to do with right now you can't say anything that happened in the last this year it has to be sometime before that and If you could go back in time, what would you change? Dan, you go ahead. I need some time to think. <laughs> personally or just in history in general? Uh, personally. I no, you know change. what? Let's go history. Personally, no, we can't change. I, I already tried that. Mm-hmm. You can't change anything personally because then, like, for me, I wouldn't have awesome kids. So I know, right? So in history, what would you change? Oh man. Um, and there's no butterfly effect either. This is just one. Okay. 
So I've been reading um, a lot on the Holocaust and the concentration camps right now. I just finished a book called um, The Tattooist of Auschwitz. And before that, probably three or four other ones. So that's been on my mind a lot, especially the psychological impacts of, of life after that for the victims of the Holocaust and those who survived it. Um, but even as it trickled down to their families. So I would definitely take Hitler out early <laughs> and end all of that madness before it even started. Wow. There we go. Oh, good luck with that, Ben. You're, you're, I know, you're, right? <laughs> you're stuck now, man. And now you're in the spotlight so everybody can see you. Um, in history. Oh, boy. You know, um, think about it a little more. Uh, I would probably. Wow. Yeah. Ben has a hard time remembering <laughs> what you had for breakfast. <laughs> What's that? I said you have a hard time remembering what you had for breakfast most days. No, well, that is true. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, I really don't know if I would change anything in history. <laughs> um, honestly, probably, you know, the history of slavery uh, all around. Um, I know that's a very broad thing to say, but, you know, from African-American to the Irish, Italians, um, anyone who's ever been enslaved, I think that's a horrible thing. Uh, nobody should own somebody as property. And um, it'd be kind of interesting to see where the world was if people were uh, free <laughs> and, and all in all. But yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the slavery thing because that's Em and I watched Harriet the other day, and I, I highly recommend it. It's really good. Nice. We want we read the uh, Who Was books. So if anybody has kids out there and they're really good books, because like, you know, Who Was Galileo, Who Was uh, Mister Rogers, and everything else. We, yeah. we watched Harriet, and today we watched The Invisible Man. Em didn't, but uh, I did. Oh, is that the uh, that's the newest one that just came? Yeah, out. it's good. Okay. Highly recommend. So, gentlemen, uh, we're going up on 22 minutes now of the new show, Pick Rep. And um, if you guys could both hang on the line, or do you have anything else you'd like to throw out there? Throw a little positive. Uh, You know, uh, everyone, just be safe. Um, Wash your hands, wash your butt. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. uh, You know, it's going to be tough uh, for the next few weeks, and it's probably going to get harder next week. Um, So just hang in there. you know, depression's real. I've lived through that. Uh, we're all going to get depressed. But, you know, when you start uh, reaching out to family members, friends, um, you know, just talk about the past. Talk about your family's history. Uh, anything, really. Just keep yourself busy as best as you can. Yeah, that's good. I would, I would echo that. Reach out. Like I said, be a good friend. Be a good family member. Connect in every way that we have possible on a regular basis. Um, and also pick up a book. Turn off Facebook and Instagram and the news and just dive into something and, and read. It does wonders for one's psychological state and it helps free the mind of all the clutter that we've going on around us. So pick up a couple books, sit down, read a couple chapters and then call a buddy. Perfect. Okay. You guys hang on a line real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to throw up a quick thing here. Okay, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining me on the pick rep. M, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Well, I got to get my co-host here, Amelia. Bye. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you just stopping in. But if you could do me a favor, please subscribe, like, 
or anything, particularly subscribe to the YouTube channel because after a thousand um, subscriptions or whatever, I can monetize it. And I could guarantee you right now when I monetize my YouTube, 100% of the proceeds will go to a charity, 100%. And that's the only reason I ever ask for um, subscribers or likes or anything. It just spreads the message out there. Um, I don't make any money off anything, and I don't want to make any money off this. Anything I can't donate, um, you know, I got a good life. But please, uh, like, subscribe, uh, pass on the word about PickRep. PickRep will stream live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And, uh, yeah, just really appreciate everybody. Be safe. Wash your hands.